uh, Jonathan, joining me for this week's episode. How are you today, man? Not dude. I'm not doing too bad. Not too yeah, bad. I'm uh, hanging in there. You know, things aren't going um, that great for me right now doing my injury, but uh, just hanging in there, man. That's it. How have you been lately? Because I've been, you know, following your your rehab, your journey on Instagram. How's it all been going? It's honestly, it's been one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. You know, like you talk to a lot of people and, you know, maybe they had like a torn bicep or whatever, a broken leg. But I mean, this is all, you know, these are all things you can't see. And people look at me and they might think I'm fine. But every single day I spend full 24 hours just crippled, you know. So, like, I just have to wake up and basically witness everyone do what I wish I could be doing um, and do, you know, what I don't have the strength to do physically. So it's brutal. And and it goes beyond the physical stuff too. like even um, stuff like this podcasting or making music or uh, really just anything, man. I mean, I have so much brain fog. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just kind of feel like an old man. So it's, it's been pretty tough being patient and just letting it, you know, resolve and hope for treatment. But um, I'm still here. So Mm still kicking and what what sort of i mean obviously i can't speak for it because i've never gone through gone through something that tough but the mental the mentality you have to have and kind of that positive attitude um how have you been getting through it mentally because obviously physically it's a challenge enough like you said or the brain fog and stuff but mentally how are you holding up with just like trying to stay off trying to stay focused trying to still get through day by day with something that daunting kind of hanging over you and I mean, it's going to take a toll on you mentally. I think anyone that, you know, would try to act like they're, they're mentally bulletproof is uh, ridiculous. You know, it's, it's, it hits me hard every single day. The only thing that kind of gets me going is the only other option is death. And obviously that's not in the question. And then um, other than that, it's just the fact that I would like to believe that uh, suffering is a kind of a foreshadowing of success. You know, I think anytime you go through something, I, I'd love to believe that that's fate preparing you for something great and so if i look at it like that well i can sit there and say okay well this is really fucked (laughs) you know what i mean like this is worse than anything i've ever dealt with um and it's worse than anything most of these doctors have seen it's a one in you know 10 billion case and so that has to be preparing me for some crazy shit like if you know what i mean if suffering is a down payment of success then i'm gonna win big bro i'm gonna hit the fucking lotto when this shit's all said and done that's how i look at it and i see that i see that in you as well especially with you know when if 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 you guys listening follow jonathan on instagram you've seen no comply you've seen he's in the music game um doing all kinds of things all different avenues um your your kind of vibe your like that grimy type i don't know i don't want to underplay it i don't want to call it the wrong thing where did you get that kind of that that vibe from um it's like that halloween type freddie you know what i'm saying like that type of yeah dude honestly man it just comes from the 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 kind of culture that um i resonated most with growing up and you know around here i I think uh the i I don't want to say like the punk scene was real big but you know pittsburgh is is known for its rock scene and its metal scene if you know, a lot of bands come out of here. And so I just grew up on like Misfits and Bliss Kid and AFI, a lot of stuff like that. It was kind of the counterculture of like the preppy um, kind of popular kid shit that was going on when I was growing up. So just gravitated towards it and really adopted it as a whole subculture. You know, it kind of shaped the way I dress, the way I the way I behave, the the films I watch. And, um, you know, it's yeah. And, and you see it now, too. Like a lot of the rappers that are coming out, Suicide Boys, Bones, all that stuff 
XXX, you know, his old shit, they all come from the same kind of realm. And um, when I when I brought that to the fitness scene, it was something no one really, really saw, as you as you could probably attest to. No one kind of had that vibe coming into fitness that, you know, that horror punk kind of grimy shit, just raw. And uh, yeah, man, that's just always what I fucked with. Mm, I, I honestly can't say I've ever seen it myself. Before you, that is. <laughs> yeah, it's that, pretty rare, man. That vibe. And obviously, that's, that kind of reflects into the music that you've made. Tell us how you get into Because, like, you know, loving and that, sort of, that type of music is one thing, but making it yourself is a second thing. How did you... When were you like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to make some music as well. Yeah, well, I kind of always had that I'm going to do it myself attitude with a lot of shit. Like, no complies uh, extension of that. Like, I just came into this game and I was like, man, this shit's boring. I'm going to do this myself. And, you know, I'm going to show people how clothes should be made. And the same thing with music. I just kind of felt like there was not that perfect blend of the hardcore elements that I like most about my scene in the new rap stuff. And um, not, you know, not being able to shred guitar, or have a big band. I just had to resort to doing solo shit. So, of course, it inevitably became like a rap thing. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring the elements that that I fucked with the most to that that scene and introduce those people to what I've always found peace in. And I feel like no one's no one's done it right. I feel like a lot of people have come close. Uh, Ghost Main, Scarlord, you know, they're they're onto something, but I think they didn't nail it. So I wanted to take a shot at it. And um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of stardom is to be found in that as well. And you know, I never wanted to just be identified as a fitness cat. You know what I mean? Mm. Is there more on the way, more music? Way more. Yeah, way more. Like, I, I'm going to take that all the way. And, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm just waiting for my treatment and I'm waiting to just feel better because doing really anything right now is just kind of out of the question. I'm pretty much just useless right now. <laughs> so it's like I have to just kind of wait a while. But I'm sitting on a lot of, lot of good stuff, working with good people, and it's going to be crazy. So yeah. making the best of a bad situation, a situation essentially. What about um? Yeah. What about that? Obviously, on top of co- as much as I don't want to talk about COVID, um, are you kind of your area now? Pittsburgh is cool with that sort of thing, cases and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we still have like stupid shit going on, you know, like oh, if you're vaccinated, you still got to wear a mask, you know, or like oh, some places just require them in general. Um, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, places aren't at full capacity, some, and, you know, whatever schedules are still weird, like the gym still closes early, Giant Eagle, which is our grocery store over here, you know, no longer 24-7, Walmart no longer 24-7, stuff like that. But now it's, I mean, it's chilled out, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't really a liberal hellhole like New York, so we're not in lockdown or nothing. So, like, it's not too bad. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and you mentioned No Comply before. I wanted to ask you about it um, because there's there's I've watched your stories and I sort of I've got a pretty good understanding of what you stand for and that kind of thing. But from what I could tell, uh, the ideology behind No Comply for you guys who don't know, No Comply is Jonathan's clothing apparel, his brand, his company. Um, when you look at big fitness companies now. What is it that you see that makes you think I need to do this myself or I need to do this better? They're all the fucking same. Every single one of them is the exact same. Um, None of them have a backbone. I think they're all rooted in just kind of conformist mentality. You know, we're going to take what worked here and do the same thing and just call it something else. So I I feel like I never had anything to relate to in the fitness scene because I didn't come from this scene. 
And that's why I brought all of the elements I fucked with into that community. And I really just kind of pioneered it myself so that I could give myself a home and give people like me a home. And that's what no comply is. It's just, it's a home for those kind of people, the kind of people who, you know, they're, they're, they're too fucking, they're too real to wear a gym shark or like, you know, they don't, they don't identify with that at all. They can't fuck with that whatsoever. That, that, uh, that preppy bullshit. I just, you know, I was never with it. And, um, you know, yeah, it's an extension of myself. It's a little piece of piece of my world that people can come and, uh, take part in. Mm. And the, the motto, we don't compromise. Yeah. That's another thing. Like you can talk about conformity, Jim shark, all these companies, man, they're so quick to compromise and bend over backwards for political trends, uh, social trends, you know, what you name it, whatever it is. I mean, they'll get on their knees and, you know, suck off to whoever they need to, to keep afloat. So it's like, we don't compromise is, is an inclusive statement of everyone that, that again, fucks with that side of what I do. And, um, it's your suit of armor to just proudly wear. And, you know, like when I'm in the gym, you know, and I got my long hair, I got, you know, all my jewelry in and shit and, um, you know, my dangle earrings, whatever, and I'm wearing my fucking, my dirty chucks and my sweats and stuff. And I just, you know, it feels so goofy to wear a fucking shirt that says Gymshark or Alpha Lead. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're mixing things that don't correlate and it kind of just throws off your game. So, yeah, I just wanted to give it to people who've been waiting for something like that because it just doesn't exist and it never has existed. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely understand that because a lot of the stuff that you see, like the the success of Gymshark and that now is because they've yeah. gone they've got they've gone mainstream right, right? right and they're right. just yeah. appealing to any anybody i've seen guys walking down the street who obviously don't lift wearing Gymshark mm-hmm. wearing Gymshark and yeah. it's like if i was what's his name ben i would be like i'd be aiming my products at people who do lift because as soon as yeah. you as soon as you steer away from your target audience and now just random people on the street are wearing it it loses its authenticity like what you started yeah, it was does with a, a fitness company was for people who worked out to wear your stuff. And now it's a, yeah, a political exactly. statement. It's a political yeah. statement of like inclusivity. And it doesn't give anybody shelter. That's the, that's the biggest problem. And it's just like I was saying a second ago, I wanted to give people a home. And um, when you have such a generic product like that with such a general name, that really means nothing. I mean, what the fuck does that name even mean? Jim shark. How does anybody relate to that? Right. Does that actually cultivate a culture where people can exist and run away to it doesn't at all and none of these brands do whether it's jed north whether it's alpha lead or vq um and, and no disrespect to the people who have really worked hard to succeed in those companies but they really haven't cultivated something that anyone can identify with how do you identify with that what is that you know it's it's such a general watered down thing it's it's too inclusive for its own good almost you know like you got to put your foot down and say, Hey, this is for these people. There's always going to be something for everybody, but you know, in fitness, there's nothing for, you know, the kind of community I, I I've uh, related to my whole life. Nothing. And, I, and I, I totally agree. Cause when I was getting into it, it was like David Lade and Jim Shark yeah. was just David Lade and Dylan McKenna. And it was like all the same shit. Hell yeah. All the same. And all these kids, bro, like all these influencers, all these people coming up trying to do shit in fitness. It's all this. It's the same spiel. Every time it's the same recreation and regurgitation of the previous guy it's the same vlog it's the same full day of eating it's it's everything man it's the same ig posts it's you know everything from the way they color grade their photos all the exact same the way they dress the exact same the haircut the exact same um it's david late 2.0 3.0 4.0 5.0 you know me and david are cool you know um and i'm i'm sure he's well aware 
of the fact that everybody just replicates his identity. And I feel like companies like Gymshark kind of endorse that in a manner uh, of some sort. Well, you, you can know? tell by the way they sponsor that they're, they are yeah, they're marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their catalog, everything. I think, and you know, when I was getting into it, David Lade, he was the, he was the man and it was cool back then. Yeah. It was like Gymshark was cool. It was yeah. not as big. It was a couple of dudes who were just real with the camera and now it's right. just like a bunch of copycats and then you've seen copycat influences and copycat companies come out since and David's gone off the whack. I don't know what he's up to now. Like he's making- Yeah, he, he really doesn't fuck with that shit. I mean, I don't think he does. From you know, from the times we've spoken, it didn't really seem like there was an emphasis on uh, the things that are happening right now regarding that. He's just doing his own thing. He's just kind of enjoying his life and uh, making money and he's just living his dream. But, you know- yeah, I feel like the recipe in fitness has been so stale for so long and all these companies just endorse the same the same shit and all these people practice the same shit. And uh, I feel like personally, I don't think anyone's executed it the way I I, uh, I did when I came into this. And yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what the culture is all about, man. It's, you know, it's the punchback, dude. It's it's the uh, it's the second win. Mm. And you mentioned to me um there was potentially a new drop coming soon. I don't know if we're allowed to, if you want to speak about it um, for no comply. Yeah, bro. Yeah. If you want to Um, talk on it, I'm happy to. Yeah, dude. We, uh, all right. So, you know, for people that don't know, I had a previous brand called Riot 13 and uh, I rebranded it for uh, obvious reasons because actual riots broke out like a lot of people died. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And I I just don't identify with that either. Like, I'm, uh, you know, like, fuck that. You know, like I was using it in a metaphorical sense, but like, my kind of riot would be the kind that basically kills everyone that's rioting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what's what's the point hurting in innocent shop owners? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I witnessed it like in my own. I mean, you got to think about this. So I'm going to tell you a crazy story. Like I'm downtown, right? And um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to see if this is focusing. There it goes. I'm downtown Pittsburgh and I'm wearing a Riot 13 shirt. You know what I'm saying? And a riot breaks out, a BLM riot. And I'm wearing a Riot 13 shirt. So like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at my shirt and I'm understanding what I mean when I say Riot 13. But I look at this Black Lives Matter riot, tear apart my city. And uh, it made me sick to my stomach. I just I wanted to take that shirt and tear it apart. And um, not because I didn't still identify with that metaphorical uh, statement, but just because the general population, when they think of riot, that's what they're going to think of. They're going to think of their hometown being burned to the ground, you know, they're going to think of cop cars exploding and, and people getting shot and hurt and uh, not what I'm about whatsoever. So anyways, that brand was very horror oriented. Like, like we talked about earlier, um, very horror oriented, very grimy kind of street aesthetic. And this next no comply drop is going to get back to those roots. So we're going to have uh, kind of like a Halloween theme uh, drop with some oversized drop tees and whatnot. It's going to be really sick. I got my buddy, Alex Tripp, who is uh, he actually lives in uh, Sydney. Oh, it's hot. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So he works for DC comics. He illustrates for DC comics. So it's, it's going to be really cool. We got like some legit shit coming and um, yeah, man, we did the active where we did the initial streetwear line and then we got some, some novelty stuff coming out. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to get back to the roots of that. Dude, I can't wait to see it. And you ship any everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. World. Yeah. Worldwide, bro. Yeah. Hell everywhere. yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. Another thing, yeah. um, like last year, this is what I mean. I was, I was, you know, when I was very easily influenced getting into fitness, Jim Shark was the go-to, right? I was one of the people, you know, looked up to David. And then last right. year, and this is where I see the big issue last year, um, during the riots, 
uh, I don't know if you had seen it on Instagram, but the uh, people were commenting on Gymshark's post, and Gymshark was essentially coming back. Oh my god! With yeah, all that, that stuff, terrible. like the anti-police stuff. Oh, uh, that was terrible. Oh man, that was terrible. It was horrible. Like even for terrible. me, even for an outsider in Australia, like yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, oh my it was god, disgusting. Yeah. And this is this is exactly why the statement "we don't compromise" is so important, and the the actual statement of non-compliance. And as me and you both know, I mean, we, we both kind of grew up on like the skate, the skate scene and stuff. So like no compliance for anybody that doesn't know it's, it's an underground trick from the nineties. And uh, you know what I mean? But that actual statement of non-compliance holds merit in everything. And so uh, no comply, you know, we don't compromise. That brand is a prime example of what the fuck not to do. Um, if you want to, you know, protect your honor, your dignity. I mean, that those comments that they were making was sickening. They shouldn't have gotten involved with that. And um, they they were ashamed of that. I think Ben Francis made a comment. He was very ashamed of that. But what the fuck were they thinking, man? You know, like I will never sell myself out like that ever. Not in a million years, man. Fuck that. Even even just like like yeah, it was terrible that a brand said it. But like a per- like there was someone terrible. writing those comments. Like somebody, yeah. Like in in the way they write it too is like very fucking. You know what I mean? Like very juvenile, very childish. Like all lowercase, like emojis. Like they don't punctuate. Like just they're they're trying to write <laughs> the way they write tweets as 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 if they're thirteen year old girl. You know that like just got their fucking iPhone. Yeah. You know, like all lowercase. Like they spell sorry like S R Y. Just shit like that. It's like you know do your thing, but I mean, dude, you're you're representing an entire mega corporation right now, man. Company worldwide renowned company. You know. There was Ridiculous. a there was a comment. It was something about they had posted like a Black Lives Matter thing, and one of the comments was Blue Lives Matter, obviously talking about police. And they made some joke and about they said like, Avatar. Avatar, yeah. And it's just yeah, we're like, excited for Avatar. It's like Ridiculous. Really, is that the, in this time? Is that the statement that you want to make? Like, oh, to me, it's just honestly insane. I couldn't believe it. Listen, man. If anybody's dealt with bullshit cops, it's me. You know what I mean? Every there's bullshit people in it. There's bullshit waiters. There's bullshit physical trainers, you know, personal trainers. There's bullshit coaches. There's bullshit, you know, clerks at Best Buy. There's bullshit cops. It it sucks that a lot of those incidents might result in a in a faulty death. But um, a lot of times when you look into when you look into shit, it's not exactly what the media portrays. And I'm sure people can understand that by now. But um, to say that was ridiculous, knowing how many men and women uh, in the police force sacrifice their security every single day to protect innocent people, you know, and yeah man it's you know one of the most stupid things that i could have fucking wrote mm. stupid dude and it's, it it's so crazy dumb. for me like as an australian because the police here are kind of like you know you've seen have you seen that interview and it's like waiting for a mate have you seen that video before that cop pulled, no. he pulls this guy over he's like what's going on mate what are you doing and the guy in the car is like oh, i'm just waiting for a mate and he goes well, what's your mate's name and he goes oh james and he goes, okay, what's your name? He goes, oh, James, this guy has like crashed his car up onto a sidewalk. Police in Australia, like this video, essentially just like this guy who's crashed his car up onto like a, a sidewalk and he's obviously lying to the police officer and the cop just ends up having a laugh. Like the police here are very- um, Very chill, Very right? chill. Yeah. It, obviously, there's some cases where it's bad, but for an outsider like me to look in and see that happening, it was crazy because- like just to hear someone say that about the police officers because here they do such a good job of controlling yeah. stuff and obviously looking after criminals and shit. So not just a bad look from the inside, it was a bad look from the outside as well, from like other people. Yeah, and you got to think too, like 
the job requirements are so different here in the United States because of how different the homicide rate is. Like we were, we were talking about earlier, it's like ridiculous. I mean, you know, Chicago, I heard something about 40 murders a day, you know? So it's like, we have, I think it was fourth in the, in the world. Last time I checked homicides per 100,000 citizens, civilians or people, whatever residents um, we're like fourth in the world. And like the top three are like, you know, really underdeveloped places. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like fucking Syria, like third like world Jamaica, stuff. Yeah. yeah, like some crazy shit. Mm. But like, it's not even close. Like, you know, Australia is like on a graph. Australia is like this on a homicide rate graph, and United States is I showed you. It's just it it's number one, you know. So, you know, everyone gives cops a hard time, and there's going to be like faulty incidents. But when that is your job requirement, bro, like when you got to deal with that much malicious intent on a daily basis and it's either you or them and your survival instincts are kicking shit goes down and that's just the way it is i'd have to imagine when the survival instincts kick in you're not a cop anymore you're a person and so absolutely it's not oh this is my job it's this is my life and i obviously can't speak on that personally but that's how i imagine yeah that's how i would be that's how anybody would be you know what i mean if 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 i'm in a room with somebody and and i see them pull out a gun i'm shooting them before they even pointed at me you know what i mean Cause it's like, if I don't, well, my brains are on the floor, you know, it ain't going to be me. Like, that's how I feel about it. So, and and that's not to justify things that were truly immoral um, or things that were truly incompetent on their end. I'm just saying that these things are going to happen of the kind of uh, crime that America has. It's just going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a scary times looking in from the outside as well, especially Australia with what we've got going on here. Um, it's you know we're not having a good time here but like i said before it could be worse and you know some people here are telling others you know you can't be upset about lockdown you can't be upset about this and that forced vaccinations because other people have it worse and it's like well i'm not living in afghanistan as much as i feel bad for those people as much as i you know i emphasize empathize with those people that's not me and if we if someone can't feel bad about something because someone else have has it worse we're never going to get anywhere as a society you know? Yeah, I said that at some point. Mm. I, I said I talked about that on my story. I don't know if you remember that, but I was saying um, it's ridiculous to hear that statement from people, you know, because whether whether something that's afflicting you is extremely severe, mildly severe, or just moderate, it's an affliction nonetheless. And I think, um, yeah, for people to write anything off that's problematic to somebody just because there could be potentially somebody that's going through something worse is ridiculous it's like okay i get my arm cut off oh what are you bitching about some people have both their legs cut off okay am I, is that does that mean this doesn't suck ass yeah. it still sucks fucking dick and, you know what i'm saying and pain is subjective to people too so like oh yeah, you lived is. in a yeah. you know you lived in a free country all your life what would you know about things like yes it, what exactly so anything that i experience as it's yeah. going to be subjectively way worse to me because we've never gone yeah. through it before we're not we're not saying it's worse than other people we're just saying it's really bad to us yeah, you know? personally, I'm not fond of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know who would be fond of a lockdown anyways. Like, fuck that. Dude, I mean, you I'm know? lucky in Queensland, down south, like like I said to you, Sydney and that sort of thing, you know, uh, they, you know, even New Zealand got put in lockdown over one person and I just read it got extended. A, yeah, bro. A fifth yeah, week. Yeah, dude. I, that's insane. My, my buddy Ray that lives down there in Auckland, he knows you. Oh, really? Raymond, you know him? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do. I've- he, he knows you. Oh, that's uh, right. But, um, he yeah, I he was stuck at the airport. He couldn't like fly back to see his girlfriend or something like that. Over one case, it's like insane. It's like 
how long are you going to lock down before you fucking realize that that virus ain't going anywhere? The whole world could be vaccinated. And guess what? As soon as you come out of your home, there's going to be another case. It doesn't matter. You know, it's to infringe upon somebody's rights like that. Well, I mean, I guess it's not really infringing upon them because it's, you know, New Zealand. But um, that's why when they tried that shit down here, it was like, fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, not to say that there isn't some kind of logic behind locking down. I mean, obviously, if it was a virus that was turning people into mush on site, you know, then like, yeah, everyone stay inside. But no, nah, that's not what's happening here. So it's, you know, there is like a weird gray area of what to do, what not to do. It's a lot, you know a lot of mean? misinformation. And obviously, I, I don't speak on COVID itself because I'm not an expert, but it's just been interesting yeah. for me to see people's reaction to it. And that, and I and I can talk on society because obviously, I'm you know, I'm part of it. So I can talk on other people yeah. and, and pe- see people's reaction like, oh, no, it's funny. Like, I've, I know of some people who were like, you know, clubbing and partying the whole time and then you know it turns around to other people you know and, and they're saying oh no you need to get vaccinated it's like oh, for my yeah. for my safety it's like yeah but you've yeah, been, yeah, you've yeah. been clubbing the last 12 months when, yeah. when there was no, cases yeah. it's all about control man it's like it's a power trip for these people you know even for the people who aren't um, who who aren't part of government like there's other citizens trying to like yeah tell, oh, tell yeah, other people what to do it's like dude it's oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's the law you can't mandate a yeah. um a hospital procedure a medical procedure and you're gonna try to tell me via facebook that i need to do it you know what i'm saying like well dude now what they're fucking doing is i just read a bunch of crazy shit like they denied somebody an organ transplant because he's not vaccinated they literally just straight up denied him treatment there was four they're babies basically like fuck you four babies that died last year here because they wouldn't wow. transport them over the border because there was border restrictions in a helicopter wow. in a helicopter wow dude, dude imagine you go See, through nine I mean. months nine months of that your baby's born and the government's like, sorry, we're not going to fly you over the border. Yeah, it's fucked. And then how about now? I just saw this 15 year old girl out in Washington state. She had to get an ankle monitor because she refused uh, to participate in the vaccine. And so in order to play on the volleyball team and go to school and all that stuff, she needs to have a fucking ankle monitor that basically signals everyone around her that they're at risk for a COVID infection. Just like on your phone, bro. Did you get that shit on your phone? We don't your iPhone. We never had that shit here in Australia though. Wow. Yeah, we have something on our iPhone now that it's it's it asks for your location and everything, and it gives you you know alerts when you're near a COVID uh, case or something like that. It's fucked, man. And I shut mine off, right? But it, it pops up and up and up and up. It's, you, I mean, can you ever really shut anything off? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you really though? Like, you can clear your search history, but but people can find that shit. Dude, I had a conversation. You know what I'm it's someone. in there forever. I had a conversation the other day with someone, and like a day later an ad for something came up for that very specific thing that we had I'd never yeah. searched or even it was like something that had never been in my life before and it came up on wow. my on my phone and like you know yeah. just Siri or whatever listening in the background just tracking all Dude, this stuff that's the scary shit is like you know you could fucking just be talking about something on the phone boom bro you see ads for it all week you know, it's insane. I think that the privacy is a huge issue. And now, especially since people, you know, live their life on, on Instagram, um, where yeah, dude. that's the only privacy you have left is the privacy yeah. that you don't put on social media. And, and and people might say that I do that just because I talk about powerlifting on, you know, I talk about training or whatever. My private life, people don't know anything about me, dude. People know what the inside of my yeah. room looks like because I'm on YouTube and that's it. Nobody knows right. anything because like that privacy, I yeah. value so much that I have left where I don't put it anywhere. 
because it's nobody's yeah, business. Yeah, they don't they don't know what kind of porn you jerk off to. That's right, like that. midget. <laughs> you know, anything like that, I keep that private. Midgets, like yeah, dudes, crazy shit. <laughs> that's something it. crazy, yeah, man. Something you know? absolutely just midget, midget dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly, they would never know that I did that. <laughs> yeah, black, black midget dudes. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? But now that's for real. Like, and then dude, another crazy thing is like surveillance culture, like surveillance is fucked too. And, uh, there's a lot of people around the world who wear masks and they wear, they cover their face anytime they go out in public because surveillance culture is like ridiculous, dude. Like think, think about, think about if you go to the grocery store, if you go to the gym, if you go to the gas station in a day, and then you go to a restaurant, let's just say that's what you do in a day. How many times is your face on camera mm, without it. you knowing? You know, right. And over a year, how many times, how many images are, are there of you in, in the system, in the system? I'm even going to say their system. I'm going to say the, as if it's like an ultimate cloud drive, just, you know, nonstop footage, nonstop. I mean, it's fucked. They know exactly when you were there, why you were there, you know, what you looked like that day. You know, it's crazy, man. And all of that traces back to your identity. Anytime anything happens to you, like all of that comes to the thing. You know what I mean? It's crazy, dude. Like, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse, man. For real. Be on my watchdog shit and hack everything. Like, do you play that game, watchdogs? I've, no, I've seen some footage though, but like, that's. Where you hack shit? (laughs) Yeah, it's scarily accurate too. What about deep, deep fakes? Have you seen them before? Yeah, dude. I have. Those are like ridiculously disturbing. That's going to be the next big problem is it's going to be, you can make, you can make anybody say anything. Yeah. That you can literally frame frame someone. Yeah. Well, actually that might be kind of dope though, because it's like this, right? If that is the case, you could never get exposed for anything either. Cause you could just always say it's a deep fake. Yeah. That's it. Sure. If if someone's like, you you know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, he said, he said this racial slur. I'd be like, that's a deep fake. Yeah. I mean, it goes like, both ways. It's like, yeah, there's gonna be, there's gonna have to be like literal legislative changes to counter deep fakes because it's gonna be such a massive issue. And how do you <laughs> validate? Like, how do you yeah. validate anything that anyone's ever said anymore? Is it really gonna be, be like a Department of Justice strictly designed yeah. for like deep fakes? Yeah, I mean, what else yeah, can you do? You have to. That's what I mean. Like society and like development is moving way too fast. I don't think society. But the moving thing too is, fast. man, here's what it is though. When when we create this world, and this is the problem with like this gender identity stuff, like not even to get too political, but it's just like the problem with identifying is anything you want, even if it's biologically inaccurate. The problem with that is you create this subjective nature way of living that is not, it, I mean, when you do that, there's absolutely no objective truth whatsoever. There's no reference point. There's no guideline. And, you know, over decades and decades and decades of existing in society i mean hundreds of years human beings have pretty much cultivated a baseline of everything of mostly everything like you know we know to do certain things and not to do certain things um and when everything just becomes this game of subjective nature bullshit where do you go from there because now if i adopt those same rules and i play that game i'm exploiting the very thing that you pioneered like i'm I'm able to exploit that exact game by playing by your rules and you don't like it so what happens is, and this is like, I was on TikTok, right? And this dude, he, he made this video, you know, this, uh, I think he's gay or bisexual or something like that. And I commented on the video and here's the issue, right? This is the kind of guy where if you say he, him, he'll say those aren't, I don't identify those pronouns. You know, you're a piece of shit, even though he's obviously a guy, but he replies to my comment saying, babe, 
did you not watch the video? And I said, well, well, listen, buddy, like that's not, I don't, I don't identify with those pronouns. Like, you know, and then here's the thing. You can make an argument saying babe is not a pronoun, but I can make an argument that, that I identify it as a pronoun. And then you can't dispute that because if you dispute that, if you say, oh, you're just joshing or oh, you're just fucking around, you are now invalidating the very thing that you worked so hard to pioneer. You're invalidating the rule book of the very game that you've been trying to play for so long and the very game that you are forcing the rest of society to play. So eventually it's going to get to a point where everyone just goes, I quit. You can't win this game. You can't win it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can I can argue your point by playing the same bullshit and you can't argue against it because you would invalidate everything you've made your identity for the last so-and-so years. Mm. Like, does that make sense? Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Uh, exactly. I think it's scary when you move away from science in yeah. terms of like identity. Yeah, it's fucked. I mean, like it's you fucked. can- now, Did you see what they're doing? They're taking a uh, gender off birth certificates now. What the fuck is a birth certificate for then? If it doesn't have exactly. your gender on it. Dude, it just is, says your name and it doesn't have your gender. This is what I mean. It's insane. That that implies that Im- what that implies is that a baby has conscious control over their gender. That's mm-hmm. what that implies. And they don't. Yeah, that a baby has not. any idea of the existence of anything. Yeah. And yeah, no. it also implies that they would be offended by being given a gender. Yeah. Which is Well, it's just ex- it's just extremely disturbing to think that this is the the new normal. I mean, it really is. Like if if you are if you are pro biology, you're anti trans. If you are, if you are pro rationality, you're anti progressive. Like all of these things, you know. It's. I was watching a Jordan Peterson video, and He's you know, he was talking about. Oh, I love him, and he was talking about the dangers of uh, non binary identities. Is that an identity is identified as something, and when you identify something in, inconspicuous, you create a world of issues for yourself that you can't even imagine. And he was talking about it and he was saying, you know, the problem with identifying as something that lacks an identity is exactly that, you know, and I feel like there's, there's no room for empowerment in that regard, because you know, a lot of times when people adopt an identity, it's to find themselves or find characteristics that they, they want to unlock. But when you identify as nothing at all, when you identify that can be anything, when you identify as something that can be anything, then um, there's no room to be something. There isn't, you know, because it's all malleable it's all translucent. It's all transparent. So it's like really everything you do at that point is just bullshit, just meaningless because you can't relate it to anything at all. There's nothing, there's nothing to call home with that. You know what I mean? There's no community that exists. Um, I mean, up until now, a bunch of, you know, people in that community exist, but it's a community that that single-handedly is unified in the belief that they identify as nothing at all. (laughs) It's like, it seems sad to me. A malleable thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's crazy. I think the danger is like trying to like kind of expecting other people to abide by your um, yeah. your perception of yourself. Like, yeah. you know, I could start saying that I was an octopus and expect you to say the same thing. And it's like, well, yeah, and it, would be, an it would be hate speech if I call you it, a dude. And it would. And right? I think that's crazy. Like, you know, I, my, my parents are an older generation. If you if my dad knew this stuff existed and he doesn't, but if he did, he'd be like, what the, f-? you know, he'd be. He, he wouldn't he'd be speechless yeah, oh, it's preposterous yeah, yeah it's absolutely preposterous that's it and I, I think i think people are placing too much emphasis on on gender identity i really think they are i mean if, if you want to be uh flamboyant or feminine as a biological male then be exactly that there, there, there's no rule book to this shit i mean it's people people are placing way too much emphasis on titles titles don't make people characteristics make people you know what i mean titles titles are completely irrelevant when you try to when you try to conform to a title, you miss out on very important aspects of yourself. And it's like, you know, 
So just exist. I mean, that's it. But it's a whole it's a whole game of diction and title. And uh, and I think it's just at yeah. this point people are doing it to do it. You know, they're not doing it for any other reason except to just be yeah be yeah, different. There's no physical yeah. There's no physical repercussion to not doing it. Mm. It None. was it, you know it you started know? off with you know people saying oh I'm different you know I'm not like other girls that was you know yeah. and that was back then that was kind of funny. It's like because you know you could meme it like I'm not other like other girls I yeah. you know, shit my pants or like whatever it's funny stuff like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. now but now it's like. I'm not like other people and it's been taken too far and it's a serious thing now where people will say, you know, I'm not like other people, but they want to be so different from other people because for whatever we're reason- all, We're all people. We're all exactly, dude, exactly. We the, are all alike. We are all alike. You know we're all I mean? exactly like, the same. And, we're all and human beings. Yeah, People absolutely. have an issue so with it. Crazy. Yeah, well, people just don't want to identify with humanity at all. And that's the problem is when, when you get further and further away from humanity, you lose very important traits of humanity sincerity authenticity uh generosity things that are exclusive to human beings um selflessness sacrifice integrity i mean these are things that a fucking you know a chicken doesn't have obviously these are things that a tuna fish doesn't have i mean the further and further away we get from humanity the worse uh, civilization gets like there that's why there's so much civil unrest uh, there's so there's the social climate is terrible you know everything yeah everything I just think, yeah, and with social media like TikTok, like I've seen a video on TikTok. I, I don't go on the app just because I can't bear to look at some of the cringe, but like I saw a video and it was like, I bet I'm the best growler on this app and this dude like growls at the camera and I'm like- Like a dog? Like a- Like a, like a, like a metal, like metal scream. No, like no, metal. no, no. Like a- It was like uh, an animal. Like, like an, an animal. animal growl. And it's like, and he's like being all like, it's kind of like emo and shy and stuff and it's like- Raw XD. I, yeah, like. it's it's literally that. It's that, and I'm just like, yeah. I just think like how yeah. like I would class myself as relatively tough as a male. Like I wouldn't yeah. say I'm very feminine at all. But right. when I see something like that, I just think how can you be like that? How could you not? How want can all you allow masculine, yourself to? How could yeah. you not like all? How could you not want to be all the masculine traits that are available to men? Like there's so many different masculine traits, and you don't want any of them. Like to me, it's just crazy. It's I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, being alive is a privilege and being anything at all is even more of a privilege. You know, it's if you're alive, I mean, that's step one. But if you're a guy or a girl, you have a lot of resources at your disposal to, you know, amplify your 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 character, your life. I mean, as a man, you have certain things that women can't duplicate and vice versa. As a woman, you have things that men can't duplicate. So, yeah, like, why would you not want to, uh, you know, appreciate all those resources at your disposal? But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, if it truly does make him happy, like, if it truly does, and these people say that, you're like, oh, it makes me happy. It's like, eh, does it really? Like, if it really does, then that's fucking awesome, man. Like, cool, congratulations. But I beg to differ. I, I just don't believe that. I really just fail to believe. That. Like, I think um, a lot of it is, is very trendy. A lot of it is very hip and new, and it's like a novelty thing. But I think it's also just being misguided and appreciating the wrong things in life. And it's one of those things I, I ask a lot of people, like, if you were the last person alive, would you still be that way? Would you still do that? If you were the only person on earth, would you still, would you still dress that way? Would you still talk that way? You know what I mean? Would you still, would you still growl and, and raw XD and all that if you were the only person on earth? Chances are the answer is fucking no. I like because, that. Never heard you that know, before. Yeah, because the only, the only thing you're baselining is the appreciation of everyone around you or, or the, the falsehood belief that they appreciate it. Uh, or care at all you know it's it's you're putting on a show for everyone around you you're not you're not entertaining yourself 
Because if you were by yourself, these aren't things that would even be considered. If you were the last person alive, you wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you, I, I really cro- like would, you would a cross-dresser, would, would a male who cross-dresses as a chick cross-dress if they were the last person on earth in a zombie apocalypse? Would they still cross-dress? Probably not. No, probably, probably not, right? not. Yeah. They wouldn't no. give a fuck. They'd throw their wig in the ground and take off their heels and they'd be like, well, shit, this don't, this don't matter anymore. There's no one to, there's no one to look at it. You know, no, 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 no one can see all. me doing this. Yeah. yeah. And, and we all have performances. I mean, like I wouldn't make music if I was the last person alive. Why? Cause no one can hear it. So it's, it's fine. You know, I wouldn't post on Instagram if I was the last person alive. Cause that's for everyone else to see. And I admit that, but I have no problem admitting that. I think people just don't have the self-awareness of understanding. That's what it is. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. And that self awareness is a massive thing as well, and it, and it's oh, it's rare, it's rare now. It is the most important trait you could possibly unlock within yourself: self awareness. And I th- I think honor and dignity are are big missing frame as well nowadays. But yeah, self awareness. People lack self awareness. Have you ever met a fucking narcissist, uh, sociopath who is not self aware? It's crazy. Man. Mm. I, I've met. I've. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. It's not common here. It's just not that common. Like when you say that it's, to me, I, I haven't. Not, yeah, I've only met maybe two. Mm, you know, I've. I don't think I've ever met a sociopath. I've met some narcissists, but yeah, it's at least at least where I'm from, a little bit rare. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you are self aware, are you actually a narcissist? Like, if you, if you know, it's one of those things where if you can acknowledge a behavioral flaw. Are you actually a narcissist? Because that that is anti-narcissism. That's the counter, you know, that that's that's literally like the counterpunch of narcissism is actually being self-aware of your own flaws. But you know, when you meet somebody who has narcissism or, or sociopathic tendencies and they don't have any self-awareness whatsoever, it is terrifying. It's it's, it's extremely scary because it's like they're capable of, of so much damage with no regard to what they're doing. And and they don't they don't fully understand what's happening. And I think it's the same and, now you with, know. you know, big issues now. Like we were talking privately about, you know, whatever and or COVID or like you said last year, the Black Lives Matter stuff. If, you know, people have yeah. their view, have their own views and that's obviously perfectly fine, right? <clears throat> but if you're a far left or a far rightist and you're just completely ignorant to the fact that the other person thinks they're right too like a lot of the time people are arguing something and they think they're right but they don't realize that the person they're arguing with thinks they're right right. just as much as they (laughs) do and so like in that aspect you're both kind of wrong but some people don't see the other side as oh like oh they're just like pretending they think that or like they're just like trying to wind me up it's like no people think the opposite to you 100 percent. i mean people can't realize that it's pretty dangerous because they just think yeah. Like balls to the wall, my theory is the only one that could possibly be right, you know, and can't open their eyes to the the, the possibility of being wrong, essentially. Right. Just like closed-mindedness. Well, yeah. Dude, hold, hold on actually one sec. I'm going to try to... Do you see all the shit on my screen? Do you see that too? Do you see the box and the numbers? You don't see that? Yeah, it looks sick. Oh, I thought it was an effect. Oh, for real? Yeah. Should I keep that on? Yeah, it looks sick. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> it looks right. nice. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think, honestly, me personally, I believe that mostly, I'm not going to say all, but I ask it, most issues spawn from misinformation or misinterpretation of information. And that that's when you look at it like that, you have a lot more empathy for why somebody might be as irrational as they are. 
and and you can you can avoid a lot of arguments that way. But you know, you have to take responsibility in the fact that that is inevitable. You might be misinformed, or you might be interpreting uh, information incorrectly. I feel so, like I feel like even people you know like us and the stuff we've said on this episode it could be easily misinterpreted. And yeah, you could be twisted yeah. around and, and that's fine because I'm happy to yeah. say what I say, but, right. you know, it's easily misinterpreted or, or twisted in, intentionally to, yeah. you know, to sound well, like something else. Do people even have the, the level of self-esteem to own up to misinterpretation or misinformation? A lot of people don't. A lot of people would live in that delusion before they come to terms with the fact that they're delusional. You know, they might acknowledge it, but they, but they don't want to digest it. Um the blue pill, you know, like living in living in a fictitious world that's pleasant because the acknowledgement of said lies is non-existent. Is, uh, it's not not nice. Mm. <laughs> it's not nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. What about um? No. Ignorance spoke, plagues the world. That is the problem. It'd, it'd be nice to be completely ignorant of everything, but it would. It would be lovely, would. and you can see why people stick yeah. with it because it's yeah. nice. It's easy. Right. Well, here's the thing: the people that are sticking with it aren't truly ignorant. They're they um they kind of want to backtrack and rewrite what they already are aware of, and so it's it's like an out of sight, out of mind thing. It's not a true level of ignorance. It's more of like it's more of like a hey, I know this is behind that closet door, but I'm not going to open it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that's not as dangerous yeah. as true ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Like, out of sight, yeah, out of yeah. mind is is a, is a, is you know almost kind of acceptable and like understandable. But true ignorance is like well, they're too far gone. Yeah. It's like whatever, just yeah, let them yeah, right. whatever. Speaking of ignorance, right, no capacity of understanding whatsoever. Mm, that's it. Speaking of ignorance, um, we spoke we spoke already about this, but the fat acceptance, ex- fat acceptance stuff. You know, body positivity. <laughs> Bruh. I know, and this is something. This is a big issue that I have with like mainstream companies. I can't even, dude. Let me fucking tell you a crazy story, bro. You ready for this shit? Go ahead. I fucking had. What the fuck was it, man? It was like I made an Instagram post where I talked about how I basically exploited the idea of fat acceptance as as just an incompetent rule of thumb. Right. And I gave my two cents on it. I basically said how it's 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 suboptimal from an aesthetic perspective. It's suboptimal from a health and wellness perspective. And it's suboptimal. It's suboptimal from a functionality perspective. And I was just being bluntly rational, just just coldly rational. And I had this woman DM me. I forget everything I said specifically, but it was it wasn't like I wasn't insulting or or being offensive at all. I was just being logical, just saying the objectively true thing of the matter, right? And this fucking lady DMs me, in shape lady. She's not fat or nothing like that. She goes, "Do you go to the LA Fitness and Robinson?" And she's acting all nice, you know, smiling face. Course, I go, you know, I've been there a few times. I don't go there regularly. I'm out in North Hills. Why? What's up? And she goes, oh, because I just want to make sure that next time you come in here, we fucking kick your ass out. We would never want to have a misogynist bigot pig like you at our gym. So thanks for letting me know. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll be I'll be sure to stop in next week. I'll be coming in next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there next week and you will not kick me out. That's exactly how that's going to go down. But that was crazy, man. And it's just a prime example of how how, you know. You ruffle these people's feathers by saying objectively true things. Mm. How it's can and how do they make the link between misogyny and fat shaming? Well, let's say it is. Let's I say she thinks know. you are fat shaming. Know. Let's hypothetical. Is it yeah, is, is it exclusive to women? Can men not be fat? Yeah. Like this is what I'm saying. Well, the, the only difference is the, the only difference is men don't romanticize being fat. That's the difference. Mm. And men probably wouldn't yeah, care really what you don't. said anyway. 
So, you know, well, the difference is a man is gonna, a fat man is, is going to wake up and look in the mirror and say, holy fuck, I look like shit. <laughs> you know what I'm Most saying? Most of the time, yeah. That's what a dude's going to say. I mean, when when the fuck have you seen a TikTok of a fat ass dude, a straight male? And the reason I say straight is because usually if you see it, it's from these these LGBTQ AI people, right? Um, usually. But I have never seen a straight male who is morbidly obese try to say that he's beautiful. Never seen it in my life. I've seen them say they're fat as fuck. I've seen them say they want to lose weight. I've seen them say they're they're aware of why they don't get laid. I've seen that. I've seen them say that, that they're at a higher risk of diabetes and heart failure and all these other things and that they can't even jump over a hurdle on a track. I've seen that, right? And I, I, and bet, you, like, I bet you haven't seen males in the comments saying you're beautiful. No, fuck no. No, because because it, because here's the thing, right? Here's here's the matter. It's a, it's it, it's about um I, I don't even know. I don't even want to say a self-esteem issue, but it, it's a sensitivity issue. On average, men are a lot more um, you know, insensitive. Just on average. I mean, we are. We just we we care about less <laughs> things <at> personally. <laughs> you know, it's like we care about less things personally and we care about more things externally. So we 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 usually care about our craft more than our looks. We care about our, our uh, prestige, our legacy more than, you know, um, our clout, things like this, right? On average. Women usually care more about intrapersonal things, their looks, um, how people, you know, view them, the opinions of themselves, whatever. And so it's like, it makes sense that a guy wouldn't really give a fuck to say, yeah, dude, I'm fat as shit. And this is exactly why I'm not getting laid. You know, dude, if I woke up tomorrow and I was fucking fat as fuck, and I mean, I would have absolutely no wonder in the world as to why, you know, I can't run a seven minute mile or why I don't have a chicken bed with me. I mean, like I, I would be very aware of that. I mean, just, for, you know, from a rational point of view, that's how I would feel. I wouldn't sit there and demand that you find me attractive. I certainly wouldn't say that I am, you know, I would say that I could be attractive if I wasn't a fat fuck. That's what I would say. But, you know, I mean, this is like, this is the more masculine trait. So, I mean, it is what, and this, this is what plays into why mostly gay men or bisexual men are the ones who demand fat acceptance as a man, because they're, they're diminishing themselves of masculine traits, which again, provoke the idea that, yeah, I'm a fat fuck. And, and I realize that, and it's not sexy. It's like, the thing is like attraction has always been subjective. So now we live in an age where if you subjectively think that being obese isn't attractive, it's wrong. Now, let me ask you, who are the people that demand that? Like, who are the people mm -hmm. that are declaring that? It's, it's the LGBTQ community. It's the far leftist, correct? Well, Mostly. Well, I mean, you don't see, you don't, mm. yeah, right? You don't see many, like, normal, straight people demanding those things. No, it's usually obese right? people. It might, from what I've seen on the internet. Um, it's usually the big. But it's, like, mostly, though, like, the same kind of people that are representing the fat acceptance movement are also representing the LGBTQ movement, correct? Yes. In, we'll, just, yep. we'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Majority, right? Here's what's funny. We want to talk about subjective nature appeal. We want to talk about beauty being subjective, right? So if you're going to discriminate against me for saying that I subjectively am more attracted to somebody who is of a lower body fat, then doesn't that invalidate your ability to be subjectively attracted to the same sex? Does that mean that now you are heterosexual phobic? Yeah. <laughs> you're, heter you're, heter you're heterophobic. Yeah, that's it. So I'm fat phobic. I'm fat phobic because of my subjective attraction for somebody. 
but you're not heterophobic for being gay. So if you're going to tell me that I'm fat phobic for dating in shape women, then does that make you heterophobic for dating the same sex? So again, these, this is a prime example of how, when you play the game, the way they've constructed it to be, it doesn't work out very well for anybody. You lose, but going back to the whole subjective thing, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, to an extent, attraction is subjective. Some people like black girls, some people like Asian girls, some people like, you know, I like Latinas and shit like that. You know, I like, I like a good white chick too. I mean, it's whatever, dude, like whatever, you know, that's just an example, yeah. but you know, so people have different subjective nature opinions. However, something that has been objective for a long time up until now is the fact that people have not really been morbidly obese. And really it's kind of a relatively new thing where people morbidly obese, 200 BC, not really. And the reason why is because they didn't have genetically modified organisms. They didn't have processed foods. They didn't have Lay's potato chips. They didn't have Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They didn't have video games to play where they could sit on their ass all day and get fat, right? They didn't have welfare checks so that they didn't have to go to work and they they weren't burning calories in a laborsome fashion. Um, You know, they didn't have cars. Therefore, they actually had had to move to get to where they wanted to be. They had to, you know, hunt for food and things like that. You know, so being morbidly obese is something that anatomically wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't. And the proof is in the fucking pudding, bro. You know, it, the, the, the proof is in the fact that when you are morbidly obese, you are at a high risk of death. You are at a high risk of diabetes, heart failure. You are at a high risk of, of all kinds of problems, sleep apnea, depression, sexual dysfunction, all of these things. I mean, it is it, the proof is in the fucking pudding. You know, anatomically, we were not supposed to be morbidly obese. That is why when you are morbidly obese, you literally die quicker. Mm. <laughs> you I get what I'm saying? I saw a thing. It was like, I'm a, uh, it was a TikTok. It's like, I'm a healthy fat person. No. No, you not. are not. You're as healthy as you can be. That's like saying person. I'm a white black person. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you can't be. I swear to God, man. You can't be both. Yeah, no, you can't be both, man. And it was you know? uh, but in the same TikTok. And even said, functionality too. Like, okay, can you jump over a hurdle? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know can what I'm you saying? fit in the car? Can you seat? climb a wall? Yeah, yeah. Just, just convenient, and even aesthetically, like we were saying, like okay, well, well, let me just go back to the anatomical thing. So, and the reason why the majority of people aren't attracted to fat people is because anatomically, it's very inhuman. It is. Human beings have an X frame. Our skeletal frame is that of an X, right? Um, from shoulder to toe, it's it's an X. It's an X frame. You know, bone waist out with your legs. And so when you have a body fat percentage that complements that frame, it's going to be more biologically appealing. This is my belief. This is what I truly think. And I think that when you get to be that fat, you blur the line between human anatomy and something different. I mean, your actual facial features are now blurred by the amount of body fat you're carrying. Your body, your, your body, your actual skeletal frame and muscular frame is now blurred. And um, you lose your jawline. You lose your cheekbones. You know, you, you lose definition throughout your neck and collarbone and rib cage and waistline. You lose, you, you know, you, you can't even see where their ankles are or where their wrists are. Their fingers, you know, their, their fingers look like sausage links. And so it's like, no, no offense. I'm just saying like, when you get to be that fat, it looks almost inhuman. You look like fucking Pizza the Hut from uh, uh, Spaceballs. You ever seen that movie? Mm, yeah. And it's like yeah. people who There's have a, like, it's like people with like- melting crazy deformities as like as unfortunate as it is dude i feel like such a dick right now saying that sausage I mean, thing right? I <laughs> but, I just, but i'm just I saying like mm. well people say i have sausage fingers all the time mm. 
you know, yeah. which which I don't. Hey, I've been but called like, fat on the internet you know, as well. It's it's yeah, like yeah. it's it, no, I, but, I can dish it out. I take I can take it as well. So it doesn't bother. Yeah, me. I mean the, the common theme is just the fact that when you have that much body fat, you literally blur human characteristics. You do. You blur very definitive things that complement human anatomy. And that is why generally it's not attractive. So it, even then it like, yeah, as subjective to an extent, but some of it is very objective. Some of it is, you know, some of it is like, are you attracted to fucking cats? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, but it's like, yeah, who the fuck would argue that that's a subjective nature thing? Like that's pretty fucking objective. Like usually, like, of course, there's going to be anomaly cases who fuck cats or dogs or horses or whatever, like some bestiality weirdo shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, 99.8% of human beings, yeah. 0.9, we'll say, are not sexually attracted to fucking I think I think weight I think weight is one of the last things that is objective, like body fat percentage. And then yeah. like on average, and then subjectiveness would be like height, you know, yeah, certain facial features. Yeah. That sort of thing, you know. But the thing is, it's funny. Yeah. You could probably argue that one of the main features that women are into would be you know, like definitions of muscles, so like abs or like, you know, a jawline, a jawline. Because it complements an X frame. It's exact, it, it relates back to my anatomical argument. From, from the moment we were conceived, that has been the body type that complements our anatomical frame. Thus, it is the most familiar to biological females, right? Um, you know, I mean, even in the Mesolithic period, you know, with Neanderthals and whatnot, it's like most of them complemented their X frame. They, they, most of them were were very lean, had a very, you know, low fat mass index. And so it is literally in our DNA to be most familiar with that kind of um, physique. I mean, it just anatomically makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy what's going on now with the whole fat acceptance. It's like there's a there's a big difference between ex- being accepting of something and still having a will to change it if it is sub- suboptimal. And I think anything suboptimal is the death of us all. It's the death of relationships. It's the death of your job. It's the death of your craft. Settling for anything that's suboptimal is terrible. So there's a difference between being accepting of something and having the desire to change it, ideally, versus settling for something that is suboptimal. There's like, a huge difference. It's like the video I sent you that I made. It was like, you, you know, people will want to tell you that you're wrong for being attracted to someone who's thin or for encouraging yeah. someone to be healthy. And it's like, why would these people want to be unhealthy? Like, let's say, let's say they think they look good, right? That's completely fine. I'm happy if you think you look good. That's cool. But why would you want to be unhealthy? Would they argue that they look better 300 pounds than 130 pounds though? Do you no. think anyone would actually objectively believe that? Mm. It's just They like, can say it all they want, but it's just not true. I don't think anyone would ever feel that way. Like if you could have a choice, if you gave these people a choice and no one was around, no one judged them, if it was behind closed doors, if you said, hey, listen, you could look like anything. Would you look like, you know, fucking Lizzo, Beyonce, or like something else, like somewhere in the middle? They're going to choose Beyonce every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. That's not, it. Not, not, because, not because people want them to be that, but because they, they generally be yeah. think, they think it's aesthetically more pleasing. And there's a reason Beyonce is Beyonce, right? I mean, it's like, this is the case. I don't think most people give a fuck about her music, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, she, she makes good music. I, but like, I don't know. think I could name more than one of her songs. That's what I mean. It's like your typical guy knows probably one Beyonce song, but they know exactly what she looks like. <laughs> you get what yeah, I'm saying? Guilty, guilty. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is, man. And it's just, it's what we find aesthetically pleasing. Unironically, I can probably name more Lizzo songs. 
<laughs> Dude, not me, man. Uh, I didn't even know who the fuck she was. Honestly, I I, I told one of my friends. Uh, we, one of my friends uh, made made a made a statement saying "fat Lizzo," "fat Lizzo." Like they were using that as like a noun. Like, oh, like that person's some fat Lizzo. And I was like, what the fuck is a Lizzo? Is this like a new thing? And then I see on TikTok this fucking extremely fat person named Lizzo. <laughs> And I was just like, holy shit. Like, it makes sense now, you know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, yeah. people idolize now as well. You know, because yeah. like. So now it's like you can just call a motherfucker a Lizzo. You don't even have to call him fat. You can just say, it's what like up, a Lizzo? Karen. It's like a Karen. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, what up, Precious? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's like as someone who idolized someone, you know, someone like David Lade, who looks, who looked yeah. crazy, who always looked crazy. People idolizing those sorts of people is crazy to me crazy it's just other end of the extremes and i just i just can't understand it in any way and i don't i don't relate to that top of life i don't understand idolization as a whole i have this conversation with a lot of people like how do you feel about celebrity crushes like let me ask you if your girlfriend had a celebrity crush would you even be cool with that would you be able to tolerate that i mean if i asked her the question and she's like oh this person be like cool if she was talking about it off like just out of nowhere maybe that'd be a bit weird but like Like let's say she genuinely had a infatuation with a celebrity like you know like most all females do right you know? it'd be it would bother me for a little bit yeah it's funny because as soon as you remove the word celebrity it's 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 immoral it's terrible oh. but when you put celebrity behind it mm. it's okay oh it's fictitious no it's not it's a very real person that exists in real life it's no different than if it was somebody at your job or your gym you know what i mean just because they're an actor just because that's their career doesn't make it okay to blatantly lust for other motherfuckers and uh, a lot of that comes from the glorification and romanticize, ro- romantication, romanticization. What would that be? Um, what would that word be? I think you onto it there, romantic. Ah, fuck it. Who I'm not even going to make myself sound a fool. <laughs> I'm just going to say a different word. It's the idolization of fame and celebrity status. Um, it's crazy. You know, like you might not even be a fan of somebody, but if you know they're famous, you'll get their autograph. Why is oh, that? Oh, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> I walk past crazy. some, some I'm like get crazy. a picture with Lizzo if I walk past her just to get a picture and, and with it's her. It's just like, it's like that. I, I feel like that's such a self-destructive thing to, uh, to feel because you're, you're almost subconsciously telling yourself that there's more value to be had in the awareness from your peers as opposed to actual procedures as, as opposed to actual practices and uh morals and uh you know talent and skill i might be more skilled than the most famous person alive but the most famous person alive is going to be deemed more valuable just because of awareness based on how many people and know their name i, I think it's crazy I, I think people sell themselves short with that belief i think um it comes down to capacity not awareness uh, i'd take capacity over awareness any fucking day awareness won't uh, awareness won't get you out of a, a shitter it, you know it, w- it won't get you out of a bad situation it won't get the job done you know so it's like and, and i think the fact that 99% of society are so quick to flock to that concept of awareness being like you know the king ultimatum i think it really says a lot about um the lack of self esteem that exists in everybody you know not not you i mean i know you were joking but i'm just saying like the average person is, is really going to put somebody of, of fame before them 10 times out of 10, you know, sell themselves short because no one knows their name. It's all right, man. You know? Uh, yeah. I think everyone's got the priorities skewed. And, and honestly, like 
if I ever become famous and um, I mean, even to the extent of relevance that I have now, like it's always weird to me if somebody asks me for a photo or something like that. Very strange because uh, I almost get mad at them. I'm like, no, like, you know, let me, let me, can I get a photo with you? You know, like, let's make it a mutual thing. I, I don't know. It's always so weird, man. Like if I ever get like dumb famous, I want to make sure that everybody understands to dismantle the idea of fame entirely. Just kill it. Don't subscribe to these people because of their numbers. Don't don't appreciate them because people um, are aware of their existence. But like, you know, let's all come together and, and just be on the same page. Here. I don't know. It's, more like more like let's get a photo together. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I think there's a difference between admiring someone's work heavily that that I understand completely. You know, like Jordan Peterson, I, w- I would love to meet him. I would love to meet um, Glenn Danzig. I would love to meet, you know, uh, John Carpenter or like I would love to meet Sam Raimi, like things like the people I look up to, um, but not because of their awareness or fame or fortune or anything like that, because of their actual capacity. You know, so I, so I guess it's different. If you approach someone because of their capacity to do something that you appreciate, then that's cool. But like, you know, like one time I was at my gym and um, a Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, Le'Veon Bell one of the most famous Steelers. He was at the gym. He was right next to me at the juice bar. And I I only know who he is because I'm from Pittsburgh, obviously. And because everyone in the gym freaks out every time he's there, oh my God, you know, can I get a fix? You know, can I get a picture? You're Le'Veon Bell. And so I have the prior knowledge that he is famous as fuck. I'm at the juice bar. He comes up to me uh, and he asks me what I'm drinking. And I go, oh, it's just a pre-workout. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, it's just caffeine. Just gets you hyped for your workout. I'm like, you don't know what a pre-workout is? He's like, nah. I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, you better look into that. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Yeah. And so and that's more like, valuable than any and what someone else might have had because you had a conversation. Me, yeah, the person next to me was mind blown. I mean, he walked away. The person next to me was like, bro, you know who that was? Like, why don't you get a photo? I'm like, yes, uh, whatever. But he, he should have asked me for a photo. <laughs> yeah, nah, <laughs> that's it. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel like people just emphasize awareness over capacity. And uh, that's why so many people are incapable. Look, look at all these TikTok kids that are, quote, famous. What can they do? What do they fucking do? There's no talent, no talent involved at all. It's unbelievable. Mm. It's crazy who, who, how easy it is to get to f- like fame now. now. Like, uh, like someone crazy. that came to mind is that, that, that kid, that yodeling kid in America, that was like that 14-year-old who got famous, that little cowboy kid. Oh, yeah, kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oh, like, he's yeah. probably a sick dude. But then yeah. he went to like Coachella or something, and it's like, what? Yeah, that's just weird, man. Like, not him you know? personally, but the fact that you can do that through just the, the concept of yeah. it is so bizarre, yeah. man. It's insane. Like, there's people on TikTok that are are famous, famous. Like, a random person on the street will know them. And uh, like Vinny Hacker is like an example, and like he seems like a cool guy. Honestly, he does. I mean, he seems like actually kind of humble. But like, what? Like, they're famous for making like seven second videos where they bite their lip and a rap song plays in the background or like Migos or like Drake or someone else's content. Some, I I don't even, I don't, I I, honestly, I can't even speak on it because it just, it does. It's not something I can comprehend. Um, Like I, I really, you know, I just watched a video the other day of somebody. It it was like, they were like lip syncing a one liner in a song and they were like looking real sexy. Like, yeah, like doing that shit. And it had like 700,000 likes, dude. And I didn't know who it was. It was probably like one of those like, you know, e-boys or whatever. And I'm just like, wow, wow. Like this video right here 
is more popular than a video of Jordan Peterson, like giving life-saving advice or like a video of somebody creating like a new fucking Tesla or like a, 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 a plane that travels, you know, like at the speed of light, like this gets more, this gets more views crazy. There's no substance to it at all. You know, just like stupid examples. I can't even think of like a real comparison, but like, is that not insane? Well, think of it like this. Like I started this podcast in January. I've been uploading one every week since then. This is episode right. 30, right? I've made a bunch of YouTube videos, training, commentary, whatever. I think I have maybe total 20,000 listens, views, 20,000. Yeah. And that's six, seven months of content every week, multiple yeah. hours. And that was a 10-second right. TikTok, 700,000 likes. Not right. even views. And, and he, you know what's crazy is he didn't even say anything. Not even. Not, there was not a single word said. Mm. There was not a single word said unbelievable like my friend max do you know max taylor no man i don't i'll have a look he's like he's like one of the most famous people on tiktok right now oh okay that's my buddy now i've known him since before tiktok was even a thing max taylor oh yes i've come oh yes i've seen him you've seen him right of course you have right of course you have what have you seen have you seen him shaking his ass no what have you seen from him i've seen reposts of his instagram oh okay yeah 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 what is he doing so like he shakes his ass. No, I mean, Max knows I hate it. Like, shout, shout out to Max. Like, he knows I hate it. Like, me and him bullshit about it. But, like, no, he, he basically, like, he'll shake his ass uh, as, like, a meme, like a joke. He'll shake his ass for something. Or he'll he'll do, like, a, he'll do like a, a post about liking MILFs. But he won't talk. It'll just be, like, you know, the, the text-to-speech. Like, like, oh, like, you know, if, if I'm dating you and your mom's hotter, then dot, dot, dot. And then, like, some, you know, some shit. He's like one of the most famous guys on TikTok. And, it, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Mm. Is he self-aware? Yeah. He knows it's really cringe. He knows that. I asked him all the time, like, bro, like, are you, do you not understand like how like ridiculous this is? And he's like, oh yeah, it's insane. The thing like, is, all I do is shake my ass. If, if they're using, you know, if he's using that to promote a product, like if let's say a lot of influencers go on TikTok to grow because they have a product, right? And to me, it's like, yeah. I understand that as a business yeah as, as an economic model. move right, i get right. that yeah he's not selling anything mm. oh selling okay anything. well then well, yeah he, he's just he just uh his thing is like comedy you know but but the thing is is the how how fucking volatile like how in fuck how flammable we'll say that how flammable that kind of content is is crazy bro literally dude like you make a fucking like I can't even think of an example, but they're all like so basic and like fucking like, you know, senseless. You you could just make a video where like there's a sound bite going around now where it's like my pronouns are he, not him, because I'll never be him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it fast forwards. And yeah. I open my I open my TikTok and I see it from some random dude who has like eight million followers, and it's that. And then guess what? Whenever it says because I'll never be him, guess what the camera cuts to? Is it Chris Bum said? It cuts to Max fucking Taylor shaking his ass. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I sent uh, it to Max. Yeah. And I said, what the fuck? What is going on? I was like, bro, I, I don't even understand. Because like I can get I can I can pull his leg about it. You know what I mean? But it's like literally like, what the fuck? But it's like, dude, I'm like irrelevant. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like I'm saying some good shit here, putting out some good music. Like, I'm a pretty attractive guy. I would like to imagine 
you know and it's like holy shit it's fucked. it's bro. it's almost demeaning like the amount of hours when i think about the amount of hours i've put into my content this year it's and, you know 100 100 instagram posts on my podcast you know all the different super active yeah and it's like Dude. you know i'm happy i got almost a thousand followers from nothing yeah. this year and that's you know i love that because i did yeah. that and myself. the thing is is like here's the struggle is you can play that role you can like you can go on tiktok and do that but like now you now you're begging the question like what do you prioritize more self-respect every single time yeah popularity or purpose right you know do you want to be a product or a person like do you, do you want to have credibility or, or or do you want to have you know awareness um and f- yeah like you said i always will pick uh respect you know because having those followers is one thing but will anyone ever take them seriously i mean really ask that question Right. If one day somebody decides that they want to actually be serious and do something serious, mm. then they're known as that or, TikTok or, guy. Uh huh. Or they want to be respected as like a dignified individual. It's like, oh, come on, bro. You're that guy that shakes his ass on TikTok. Like, no one's, no one's taking you seriously. And that's all good, bro. Like, just accept the fact that you'll only be, be known as that, that dude forever. Like, you're, you're, you're just, you're known for that dumb shit right there. Like, you think know? about all the content you or I've put out, right? Yeah, we yeah, right. can come and do this where people aren't going to second question it because we yeah. haven't made a different image for ourselves. I haven't come from yeah. lip syncing on TikTok to now talking seri- about serious stuff. I've always kind yeah. of been, I've had this attitude. Yeah. So it makes well, sense. Well, there's just, the, yeah, it's all supply and demand, bro. It's all supply and demand, dude. What's the demand for real shit? It's very, it's, it's subliminal. It's too hard to you watch know? sometimes for some people as well. It's, uh, it's what it is, is, attention spans are like completely destroyed now right people wouldn't even make it 20 minutes into something of value before the value hits uh they click off within three seconds so if you're attractive and you can lip sync a song and get get a get a chick you know a little little aroused i mean and some dudes too right (laughs) that's it or in between because apparently you can be both but it's like (laughs) but like if you can do that in three seconds you're famous because people only have three seconds. They don't have 10 seconds. They don't have 15 seconds. You know? Yeah. I'll never understand it. Like, you know. It's just a sign. T- I just stay off. Yeah, that's it. I just stay off TikTok. Well, I mean, you have to. I mean, really, because the reason TikTok is such an easy platform to grow on is because it's so easy to fluctuate. I mean, it's it's so easy to traffic engagement on tiktok it's such a fast acting platform it's it's like vine you know it's volatile and those follows don't mean as much as they would on instagram or youtube because those follows really what it is is they're not following you right they're, they're following that page for the opportunity to see something funny or catchy they don't know anything about you they know nothing about you. I, They're following honestly, you for what you know for what you produce. Even Vine, so it's like even Vine. There was funny people on Vine, and it was Vine real, was dope. Vine, Vine was, was funny, and because there was not yeah. voiceovers, it was seven seconds of the funniest skit we can possibly yeah. think of. There's no yeah. voiceovers. They might play the bra sound effect. You know, that's about it. Vine was lit. Vine man. was good, and I I literally cool. I follow I watch on YouTube like four or five guys that came from Vine: Cody Co, mm-hmm. Noel Miller, like. Oh. All the Pauls, man, Jake and yeah. Logan, they came from Vine. I can, you know, you know King Bach or whatever. Yeah. yeah, those guys. But 
I mean, you know, again, it's just a sign of the times, man. Like when me and you were at the, the, the age that these TikTokers are now. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 19. Oh, shit. Yeah. How about you? You look, you look way you look way older. Yeah. Like, I'm 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like Vine is like when when I was like 15, 16, whatever. But like uh, now the kids that are 15, 16, they're adopting this new this new TikTok, you know, the business model of that. But I mean, yeah, no, it does blow my mind, like how quick someone is to follow a page because they made a stupid, cringy. And, and, and it's crazy, too, how it's like, how the fuck can you live with yourself? Oh, dude, I couldn't or do it. How can you sleep at night knowing that there is a permanent copy of this video? And it, it everything's permanent. Don't get it twisted. You can delete it, but it, someone has it. But it's like, how the fuck can you go to bed at night knowing that you did something so <laughs> corny? Yeah. So corny. Yeah, that's it. Bro, I was talking to my buddy Mo. You know Mo the National, my friend? He makes music. Um, I, dude, I was telling him, I was like, my biggest fear is, is being corny. And he said, bro, I swear to Christ, the same shit here. This is why I don't put out a lot of music. This is why I don't make a lot of appearances or post a lot. Because fuck me if anything is ever corny. Fuck me, killing myself straight up. You know, I'm out. Cause it's like, dude, that's that is something that's a permanent stain on your reputation that you can never wash off. Like, no matter what Logan or Jake Paul does, they will never ever have credibility. They will never ever be respected as dignified individuals because they'll always, oh, you're you're that YouTube guy. Mm, you're guy that TikTok Disney. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Logan Paul could have beat Floyd Mayweather. And he would not have the same respect as a bottom tier UFC fighter that was never on TikTok to begin with. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so it's it sucks because it's like now when you when you ascend into adulthood, truthfully, and you're like a middle aged man, you know, too light. Yeah, you're done. Give me my respect. It's not there. It never existed. Not to say that there's not a level of respect established, but it's just there's always going to be that corny, that element of corniness associated with them. And that scares the shit out of me, man. People are like, why don't you do YouTube? Why don't you do this? Because fuck me, dude. You know, fuck me in the ass, dude. Not literally. <laughs> don't do it. But like, fuck, you know, like, mm. God forbid anything is ever identified as corny. And that, that will haunt me forever. I already can't sleep as it is. If you want me to check out for good, then catch me doing something cringe. That's why <laughs> that's that's why I am not active on a lot of things. Because it's so easy now, man, because that 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 ambition to adopt this new business model of social media with TikTok and what they do on there and what's trending, you are at high risk of becoming corny, my friend. Very <laughs> and you easily. have to be ready. You have to be ready for that. If you want to grow on social, cringe, bro. Make them cringe. That's the thing. I you know, the last year or so I've, you know, gained a few followers on Instagram and you see the type of stuff that you post, you see what performs. You know, I can post me being stronger than 90% of the world, you know, on bench press, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it does all right. But if I post some, you know, some opinion or some corny like selfie or something like that, it does way better. And it's like mm -hmm. people like, it's yeah, it's cool that you pressed 180 kilos, but I would rather <laughs> listen to you joke about this or this little skit that you made or this joke it, yeah right i'd like, rather see you twerk to katie perry that's like, it you know. yeah no i don't get it man um and the thing is like when i was young i was kind of doing the whole e-boy thing way before it was a thing uh because like when i when i first started modeling when i was 15 years old um i i blew i blew up on ig briefly we had an app back then called crowdfire 
we had this app. Oh, it was great, man. This is before IG was real strict with like their action spans, spams and shit. Dude, you could get this app called Crowdfire. You could type in a motherfucker's account and you could go on their following list of or a follower list of who follows them. And you could see, you could select users most likely to follow you. And dude, you could select like thousands and just spam fucking follow, 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 follow. And then the next day you could just unfollow everyone who didn't, you know, it was follow, unfollow. Yeah, just type shit. Yeah. Back then, I mean, I had like 9K. I was in high school. Uh, I was in middle school. Uh, uh, freshman year probably is when it hit. And I did the whole e-boy thing, kind of, you know, a little corny, cringe, you know, a little soft, you know, kind of harmless little kid vibe, you know, like baby face, almost swag. I shop at PacSun still, you know what I mean? Like H&M, all that. And it's so weird to see people my age doing that now because mm. it's like, bro, like, I did that. You're growing yeah, now. man. Like I was doing that when I was f- like 15 and it stopped being cool when I was like 17, 18. These people are 19, 20. They're, they're like 23, 24 doing this shit. You know, some of them. And it's just like. Uh, how do they do it? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Crazy, bro. Mm. Man, where. Check this out. Like, here, keep talking. I'm going to pull something up. Mm. I was going to say while you pull it up, where. Um, creeping up on creeping up on two hours and for you for you guys listening oh shit for you guys listening we um you wouldn't be able to tell but we cut in and out a few times um, oh, a we lost times. connections a bunch of times five five to, times uh, five times we're gonna have to edit it out five times yeah um i hope you guys yeah. couldn't tell but um john we might actually we might try to organize to have you back on in the future have let's a, do it man have a different topic list i'll have it so my camera doesn't die i'll have a better setup you know What's that? Fuck, mm. you can't even really see I it. I can see it a little I'm bit. I'm trying to... Sh- <laughs> oh, man. Is that you? 15. <laughs> I was on that. You know what I'm saying? You, you I was, started I that wave. Dude, I swear to God I did. Mm. Oh, that's it, man. That would, You'd go crazy. You'd, you'd be huge now. If that was you right dude, now. Yeah, I would be retarded, bro. Mm. be insane. Mm. But, um, all right, yeah, dude. We can mm. close out if it, it's shit. I didn't know it was two hours. That's crazy. Yeah, we're getting we're getting close. My viewers are- a good time, though. Yeah, man. We went fast. Love but it. what we'll do yeah. is um, I'll have you back on if you're keen. We'll, we'll have a different set of topics. Maybe talk a little yeah. bit about fitness. Let's what, do it. Your bodybuilding yeah. past, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you Let's very much for coming on. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, I really fuck with a lot of the stuff that you said, honestly, almost all of it. hundred percent. Thank you, man. Um, oh, what don't you like? Tell me. <laughs> honestly, nah, man. man yeah. no, I want to come back for sure. Yeah. Like this was, this was awesome. Um, I, I do want to apologize if, if I'm a little bit incoherent, sometimes it's, I'm still a little bit laggy up upstairs, you know, mm. no, uh, no, no. after, very, very after my stroke man. and everything, just, just for anybody that doesn't know, I, I, uh, I had a stroke. Um, Thanksgiving night, 2019, I had a pituitary tumor, apoplexy stroke, and I now suffer from hypopituitarism and, uh, you know, long-term effects of a stroke and uh, a brain hemorrhage. So a uh, little, you know, a little jaggedy, but mm-hmm. no, we'll get better. I have the most and, respect um, for you, man. That's, that's, thank you. Like you said, in one of your Instagram posts, it's, um, toughest challenges, strongest people, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I'd like to believe that. Yeah. But yeah, man. Absolutely. All right, bro. Well, thank you again. And it, it's a pleasure and I'd love to come back. No, absolutely, man. And thanks you guys for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.